If you're like any of my high-achieving clients, at least once, you may have experienced what is called as an imposter syndrome. And even if you haven't, you probably know someone in your life who is very talented, who's successful, who seems on the surface to do and be a lot, and yet struggle with feeling like an imposter. And if that's the case, whatever you do, listen to this episode because I am going to give you some very practical things that you can do to pretty much get over it because whatever you're doing in the world, the world needs. And I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit more as we get our podcast episode started. So welcome. Hello, visionaries. Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast, where you can create the life you desire by tapping into your inner wisdom. I'm your host, Padma Ali. I'm widely known in the field of psychology to create long-lasting transformation. And now I'm here to help you create the life you desire using a combination of neuropsychology and ancient healing practices. This podcast is for you, evolved, overachieving leader who's ready to unlock your highest potential. I'm here to guide you through a process of self-discovery to be the creator of your destiny. And you can do all of that by just taking aligned actions, tapping into the power of your brain, your inner wisdom and ancient practices. So stay tuned, folks. I am so delighted you are here. Welcome to episode 92 of the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. This is your host, Padma Ali. And we're continuing on with our leadership series on, and today's episode is about how to stop feeling like an imposter. One of the reasons I picked this topic is because Many of my clients, when they come in to work with me, first of all, they're very high achieving, they're evolved, and they're doing amazing things in the world. And if you are a listener of this podcast for any length of time, my understanding, and this is my sense because that, that's the only reason you would be attracted to this podcast, is that you are also doing amazing things on the planet. And how can I say this with conviction? It's because of vibration and frequency. My vibration and frequency will attract only something similar. And I know that for a fact, and this is physics, and you can go and check it out yourself. Look at the people around you. They're probably pretty like-minded to you. So there's a reason you're attracted to me or this episodes or this podcast, and it's for a reason. It's because we're vibrating pretty much on a similar frequency. So that being said, coming back to imposter syndrome and what has all of this got to do with you? Most high achieving of my clients and even you, you can relate to this in your own life, have at some point or the other felt like you are a fraud. And for lack of a better word, that's what it shows up as. And let me tell you one thing before we even start. That is your humbleness. That is your humility. Because 
I can see anytime someone feels like, oh my God, like I feel like a fraud. It comes from a place of, I don't want to be egoistical or I don't want to get sucked up into feeling like I am a big fish. And we're going to break all these myths down too of how you can really honor and have reverence for what you bring into the world and yet remain humble and keep your humility because humility is an important characteristic of someone who is doing, who's successful. So many of my clients come in, high achievers, really evolved souls, they're very successful. They're doing amazing things in the world. And then they often share with me how they fear they will be found out. They will be, is found out a really, I don't know if, I don't even know if it's grammatically correct, but what I'm saying is they fear that they are going to be discovered as a fraud. And when I hear that, it often saddens me because these are amazing people. And if you have felt this at all, I really invite you to listen to this episode and also tune into my um, YouTube channel where I'm going to be elaborating on a lot of these things. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about what is an imposter syndrome and how, what causes it and how do you work with it? How do you get rid of this imposter syndrome? Because it is just a man-made thing. It's a fake thing. It's not real. You know, one of my clients, very successful again, very good at what she was doing. And she felt like she had to work really hard to show that she was good at what she was doing. This is one of the ways that imposter syndrome shows up. It's like, I have to prove myself because if I don't, if I don't work hard and prove myself, someone is going to discover that I am not all that I say that I'm out to be. And higher the qualifications, higher successful you are, they're more likely that you feel that way. And trust me, this 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 client of mine is a Harvard graduate, and she is a very successful lawyer. And she talked. She this is one of the things she was struggling with that somehow she would be she would be discovered that she was not as good as it seemed to be on paper. And one of the ways it was manifesting for this client, and, and you may you also experience this, I really want you to put yourself in your in in the shoes of the person I'm talking about, because you probably feel the same way at some point or the other, or you may have felt the same way. And the way it would often manifest for her is like she would not she would not apply for jobs that were more in alignment with her. She would not ask for a raise. She would kind of work super hard, spend a lot of hours, and yet feel like it wasn't good enough. And and then after a presentation, after a trial, then she would be she would say things like, oh, "It didn't go that well." Even if there was contrary to, to the to how she was feeling, the evidence showed that she it was a successful whatever meeting, trial, whatever. And if you have felt any of these things, I really invite you to sit with what I'm going to share with you, and especially 
If you're the kind of person who's like, I have to really work hard. Notice, notice how if you're getting stressed out before a meeting, notice if you are working super hard to prepare for a meeting. We all have fallen into that trap, haven't we? <laughs> so, or trying to prove yourself. These are the ways that it often shows up as an imposter syndrome. So let's talk about what might cause that. So often what I've noticed is that it comes from not feeling good enough about yourself or in different words, lack of self-worth. So tune into how do you feel about yourself? How do you feel not with all the things you're doing, but just how do you feel about yourself? How do you feel when you look at yourself in the mirror? How do you feel when you make eye contact with yourself? These are important questions. And, I, and you're like, why are you asking me these questions? Stay with it. How do you feel? If you haven't really noticed that, I'm going to invite you to pause this episode and actually go and stand in front of the mirror, look at yourself, look at yourself in your eyes as though you are looking at another person and tell me how you feel about yourself. What are the inner dialogues about you? Are you looking at yourself in the mirror going, oh, my face looks puffy or my eyes are whatever, my hair is turning gray. How do you feel about yourself? The reason I'm asking this question is because self-worth and imposter syndrome are tied very closely together. The less, the less you feel, the less you think about yourself, the more you will feel like an imposter in whatever you're doing. And if you feel like, oh, I, I, I'm an imposter, someone's going to find out, someone's going to find out that I'm a fraud. First of all, how on earth do you know it's true? The reason, again, I'm asking that question is because there is an inner narrative. There's a story you're telling yourself about why you think you are a fraud or why you think someone's going to find out that you are not good enough. There's, there's a story behind it. And your story might be corroborated by evidence that you probably have made a list of from your past. The past experiences dictate our current present moment, whether you see it or not. And the less you identify with the past, the more easier it's going to be to move forward. Here's the thing, right? What you are going to just look for, you are going to find. You are going to find that. You're going to find evidence for whatever theory you have in your mind. You know, it's the same reason why when you buy a new car, you will find the same model of that car everywhere. You know, when we got our um, Honda, we have a Honda Pilot. And after we got the Pilot, like I would see Honda Pilots everywhere. And I'm not kidding. Like this is, it's just how the brain works. So if you are going to look for evidence, you are going to find it. There's even a name for that theory. I don't remember that in the top of my head. Like I said, I don't craft any of these episodes. It's just, I have an outline and then I start talking. 
So this is how we find evidence for if you think you're not good enough, if you think you're a fraud, you're going to find evidence of that. And if you think you are like really good at what you do and you're coming from a place of service, you're going to find evidence of that too. So one of the main contributors of feeling like an imposter is lack of self-worth or your how you feel about yourself in other words. And I'm really going to invite you to challenge that and not fall trap to oh yeah, I'm not good enough because, or I'm a fraud because of these, these, these things that have happened or how I have um, put something on my resume that is not entirely true or whatever, right? Like you may come up with thousand reasons why you think that is true. And guess what? Your brain's going to corroborate that. So you get to decide, do I want to buy that BS that my brain's telling me right now because it wants to keep me safe? Or do I want to find other evidence of why I am good enough? I'm spending a lot of time here because this is vital. This is vital if you can work on your self-worth, if you can work on how you feel about yourself, things are going to shift for you. You know, I used to struggle with self-worth a lot. Like every time, like the things I'm asking you to do, I have done. When I used to look at myself in the mirror, I would only see flaws. And then when I worked on it and worked on it, then now if I see a reflection of myself, I start, I, I just give myself a smile. Like it comes automatically. And this is important because the more you love and value yourself, others will too. All right. So this is one of the main reasons. The other reason is often because of fear of judgment. As human beings, we are, we are a collective society. I mean, right from the beginning, notice what happens. Like I come from a culture which is a very we-centered, which is a very collective-centered culture. And everything is about the tribe, right? It's about people, and I would often hear words like, oh, what will people think? Oh, if you do that. Oh, if you wear that, what will people think? Oh, you can't do that because, you know, so-and-so is going to think something about you. This is what I grew up with. And this is just ingrained in my culture. But also I can see that pretty much everywhere we grow up fearing judgment of others. Why? Again, think back. Don't think about today. Today, I don't care what people think about me. But as a child, you are, you want, you know, that your friends are important. Your community is important. And also if you trace it back to the, the really ancient times, the tribe kept the, kept the tribe kept the tribe safe. And so if you were ostracized from your tribe, you would literally be eaten by a tiger, for example. So your life was in danger. So judgment is a very primitive feeling that your reptilian brain is trained to keep you safe. Okay, so I can't emphasize this enough. Judgment is just part of your reptilian brain. Its job is to keep you safe. And so it's going to come up with all kinds of things to say, okay, I need to keep you safe. So let me say that you are an imposter. So therefore, 
You better not do A, B, and C. So you, it's better you beat yourself up before someone else beats you up and says, oh, you're no good. You're not good enough. And you're just a fraud. You're not what you say you are. All of those things, it comes from a fear of judgment. This is another big reason why people get into imposter syndrome because they fear judgment. And I can't tell you enough. Let go of that fear. It's just a fear. Fear is nothing but things made up in your mind, in your brain, by thoughts and stories, which have evidence in the past, which is not always true. Again, like I said, if you want to see the world as through green colored glasses, you will see everything as green. If you wear blue colored glasses, you're going to see everything as blue. It is literally your perception. There is nothing true other than some very basic facts like where the sun rises, where the sun sets, and whether you know everything else is pretty much made up in your brain. So if you want to create a different life, if you no longer want to feel like an imposter, let go of that fear of judgment because it's probably not true. And who the heck cares anyways what someone else thinks of you? You know, one of my mentors a long time ago when I was, um, at, uh, I was, I was um, still an intern said to me, what someone else thinks about you is not your business. What someone else thinks about you is not your business. And then she also told me that what's, what story someone makes of you is their story, not yours. It's their story. It's a story that someone else made up. You know, I'm going to digress a little bit. And um, I'm, I'm remembering a story that I was told as a kid, my mom was always into personal development. And this is where I learned a lot of these things. I, one of the books that I was exposed to as a child was the autobiography of a yogi by Paramahamsa Yogananda. I was 10 years old when I first picked up that book. Of course, I didn't understand a word of what I was reading, but it was really a captivating book. And I was, I was very much into books. I still am. And so I would read this book. And anyway, so my mom was often my inspiration for personal development. And um, one of the stories she told, told me once when I was struggling with what people would think of me. I'm going to see if I can recall the story correctly. So this, this person is walking a donkey with his child. And as they are walking by, um, it's in a village and somebody passes by them and says, oh, why are you just walking the donkey? Why are you not using the donkey? So put your child on the donkey. So the child, he puts the, this person puts the child on the donkey and they keep going. And then as they pass by someone else and someone says, oh, why are you, why are you just walking next to the donkey? This is a donkey. So get on the donkey too. So he says, okay, and he gets on the donkey. So now the father and the son are riding on the donkey. Now, as they go by, another person stops by and says, are you crazy? You are harming the donkey. This is an animal lover. And he says, you're, an, you're, an, you're abusing the donkey. So he, <laughs> the father gets off the donkey and gets the son off the donkey. This is a long story to, share, to say when you meet people, when people are around you, each person is going to have their own freaking opinion. You do not need to listen to anybody's opinion but yours. So 
be aware of judgment. It's just someone else's opinion, someone else's interpretation of what you're doing and who the heck cares. This is a pretty short life. Like I said in the last episode, there's only so many years left in your lifetime. Are you going to spend it in fear and fear of judgment of what someone might say about you or what they think about you? Who the heck cares? I'm not saying you need to be narcissistic and like just, you know, think all about yourself. But if something brings you joy and you're living from a place of service and kindness and living from a place of compassion and doing the best you can, just do that. Live your life. Forget about what anyone else thinks about you. So coming back to imposter, one of imposter syndrome. So lack of self-worth is one. Fear of judgment is another reason why people often get into feeling like an imposter. Because if I beat myself up, this is how the brain thinks. This is the reptilian brain's job to keep you safe. It's like saying, okay, if I beat you up, if I prove that you are an imposter, then maybe other people won't, or it won't hurt if someone else says something, but that's all BS. It, you will still feel something. And if someone else does judge you, okay, so what? It's just feelings. It's just how you feel in the moment of embarrassment or shame or anger or sadness, whatever it is, it's just feelings and emotions don't kill. We all know that. So let go of fear of judgment. All right, so let's talk about how to work with imposter syndrome. Say you feel like an imposter, you feel like you don't do a good enough job or like someone's going to find out that you are a fraud or they're going to call you out or they're going to embarrass you or whatever the reason might be. You know, in um, in the in my YouTube channel, I'm going to create a video specifically on how to identify if you have imposter syndrome so that you know what you're dealing with. And again, this is just a framework. It doesn't mean yes or no. And how do you, and in specific practices to deal with imposter syndrome. Okay, so a couple of very practical things that you can take away from today's episode on dealing with imposter syndrome. Simple. Number one, work on your self-worth. Work on how you feel about yourself. And simple exercises, if you can, there's a book that I highly recommend. It's called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It. I forget the author's name right now. It's love yourself like your life depends on it. And in that book, this, the gist of it is he gives you some uh, self-love exercises to do. And one of them is very simple, like looking at, you, at yourself in the mirror and repeating, I love you, I love you, I love you. And really feeling that from the bottom of your heart on how much love you feel for yourself. So that's one of the things I recommend. And one of the easiest ways to work with imposter syndrome. The second one, you might have heard me say this over and over again, but repetition is how we learn. And I'm going to repeat it one more time. Watch your thoughts. Be a hawk when it comes to your thoughts. Your thoughts create or miscreate, depending on your thoughts. 
And how you talk to yourself also makes a big difference. What kind of inner narratives do you have about yourself? What kind of narratives are floating through your head at any given time? Are you beating yourself up? Are you constantly feeling like you're not doing enough? Are you constantly stressed? Are you overwhelmed? Do you feel like no matter how much you do, it never feels enough? Do you feel like you're failing in all aspects of your life or you're not doing a good job in any aspect of your life? Of course, I'm talking in generalizations and and I'm talking in 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 a big picture. It doesn't have to be like all or nothing, but do you feel any aspect of it? That all comes down to your self-talk, your thoughts. There's another book that I highly recommend, especially for you analytical (laughs) thinkers. It's called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Chad Helmstetter. What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Chad Helmstetter. So watch your thoughts. Be a hawk when it comes to your thoughts. Only let uplifting positive thoughts come and when you feel have negative thoughts which we all do they're like just passing clouds let them pass through with my clients I teach them specific techniques and give them specific tools to work with thoughts that no longer serve you so watch your thoughts that's your that's your that's the second step on how to work with imposter syndrome third I already mentioned that, let go of the fear of judgment. Fear of judgment is one of the showstoppers for most people. Let go of that fear, just let it go and be you. Do you, do what brings you joy. And, you know, in combination with your thoughts, we literally talk ourselves into doing something or we talk ourselves out of doing something. Like this morning, I I woke up, I had set my alarm because I usually like to meditate and do some yoga and something to ground myself before I start my day. My alarm went off and I didn't sleep very well last night. And after moving to Sedona, and this is a complete side note, the energies here are so (laughs) intense at times. If you have ever visited Sedona, you may you may know what I'm talking about. Like energy is pretty intense here. With it's just how the the place is. It's in, it's not good or bad. It just is, and I feel deeply. My system is pretty sensitive to energies, and I feel it. And sometimes I don't sleep very well, and I didn't sleep well last night. And the alarm went off, and I was like, Oh, do I get up? Do I not? I know I would have time to do meditation, but did I want to do yoga? Did I not want to do yoga? Like that waffling, I'm talking myself in or out of something. So I talked myself into getting up and just getting my butt out of bed because I knew the moment I got out of bed, I would just do what all I had to do to start my day. And that was it. So you can talk yourself into doing something. You can talk yourself out of doing something. And similarly, when it comes to feeling like an imposter, it's just thoughts. You've told yourself a BS story about how you are an imposter. It's not true. Now you can tell yourself another story of how you are good at what you do. And and this is something where I'm going to talk a little bit more about as the next step 
which is what kind of narratives will help you? Most people don't praise themselves or celebrate themselves because they don't want to get into feeling like, oh, it's, they, they have these stories, like I'm not humble enough if I am tooting my own horn. I call that BS because it's the energy behind it. You can really own what you do with humbleness. It's the energy behind it. If it's like ego, it comes from ego. It's the energy behind that. You know, if you look at people like Gandhi or Nelson Mandela, who did amazing things on this planet, they, they don't have ego in them. It's, it, you, but you can own what you do without the ego. So that's the next step for you is create a narrative that works for you and create a narrative that is, that says something like, I serve from my heart. I am, uh, I am, a, I'm doing amazing things on this planet to uplift the planet. Like you can create whatever narratives I'm, I'm pulling these off from my head right now. And so you can make up any narrative that fits your, your model. And that also can, if, if you, if humility is an important value for you, which is often why people get into imposter syndrome in the first place, they, they feel like they would, they, they're not humble enough if they take in all the accolades thrown at them. You can create narratives that support your value system. Okay. All right, so that's the fourth one. And last one, I'm going to bring in a spiritual angle. Spirituality, as you may already know, is one of my top values. And I live life from that place. And you're going to hear more and more about these things as we, as you continue listening to the episodes. My way of thinking about life is that everything is in divine order, which means whether something I'm going to call it good or bad. I don't believe in good or bad. It just is what it is. But I'm going to call that for just simplicity's sake. Whatever happens, good or bad, is in divine order. So if you feel that someone is going to call you out um, for being an imposter, and that's one of your biggest fears, and they do call you out, and it leads to downfall, right? And that's the fear, right? Like that's what, that's what most people fear that it's going to lead to a downfall. I'm going to crumble. I'm going to lose everything, all that stuff. If you operate it from the place of everything is in divine order and everything is happening for my best interest, none of these things would matter. It wouldn't matter if you, if the whole thing crumbled and you lost everything or someone called you something who cares, right? Like that is, it is all happening for you. It is all happening in divine order. And when you can truly practice that, it's very liberating because it doesn't matter then. These small little blips in, the, uh, in your lifetime are all for a bigger, greater cause. You know, this has nothing to do with imposter syndrome, but when I was very, very sick, you know, it, I had to go through that. I wouldn't change that, even though I really struggled and I suffered. And most of my young adulthood was kind of spent pretty much isolated because of my illness. 
I will not change that for anything because of the lessons I learned, the valuable, the invaluable lessons I learned from those experiences. They're still a big part of where I am today. My life would not have opened up the way it did if I hadn't been for those experiences. So they were all part of the awakening process. So when I can operate from the place of everything is in divine order, if you didn't get a job, if you lost a a, a big business deal, if you had to let go of something really important for you, it's all in divine order. What if you trusted that everything is happening for you? And I truly believe that there are no mistakes, only course corrections, no mistakes at all. Like anything that's happening, even if I messed up big time, right? It's not a mistake. I only need to course correct from that place. And that is going to shift everything for you. And under this umbrella of spirituality, bringing the spiritual twist to the imposter syndrome, I'm also going to talk about being practicing being grateful. Yes, there are so many memes and people have talked about gratitude ad nauseum. However, it is one of the most powerful tools you can ever use. Gratitude will change everything for you when you can be grateful for your accomplishments when you can be grateful for your contributions to the world, when you can be grateful for the accolades you're getting, just being grateful. Be grateful when you can bring gratitude in. You will not feel egoistical. You are not going to let the chatter affect you. You're not going to let anyone's judgment impact you. You're just going to be in a state of gratitude. And this may sound kind of weird, but when you're in that space, No one can touch you. It's almost like you will repel all those people who may have a judgment about you. The bottom line is people are going to judge no matter what, right? I mean, whatever you do, you're going to be judged, especially if you are a public figure, if you are, you know, doing big things in the world and you're known, at least in your industry, people are going to judge you. Just accept it and move on. I am sure someone judges my podcast saying she's whatever, right? Like I I don't know and I don't care. And if someone chooses to come to me just to tell me how badly I'm doing something, I'm like, all right, I'll I'll I'm not going to give it any any weight at all. So, the last piece around the spiritual spiritual bringing the spiritual twist to this is to be grateful. So, let's recap If you are struggling with imposter syndrome, look into your self-worth and let go of fear of judgment. Be a hawk when it comes to your thoughts. Create narratives that will support your evolution rather than bring you down. And lastly, from a spiritual standpoint, if you looked at everything as happening for your best interest and everything is in divine order and practice being grateful, it's going to shift everything. So that brings us to the end of this episode. 
As always, I am super grateful that you are here and you're listening. If you are a new listener, please go and listen to the episodes from episode one. They don't build on each other, but it helps. And lastly, if you found value in these episodes, please leave a review. And that would be your reciprocity towards me because this is my um, reciprocity to you by giving you this amazing content, if I may say so myself. And also share this with your friends and family because we really want to uplift the world. The world needs you. The world needs me. The world needs all of us right now. There's so much chaos happening. And so I am really going to invite you all to uplift the the vibration of the planet. And I'm very grateful for you. And lastly, before we end, I have an open, I have three spots open for one-to-one coaching. And these are intensive coaching experiences that you would have. And this is only for people who are really committed to growing and evolving and are willing to commit. So if you are one of those people, please feel free to reach out to me. In the notes section, you will find information on how to reach me, and then we will take it from there. As part to as part of making sure that we are the right fit, we'll just do a 30-minute complimentary call to see if we are the right fit, and then we will take it from there. So once again, thank you so much. I'm incredibly grateful for you, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. I have a request for you. If you found value, chances are that your friends and family will too. So if you can leave a positive review on iTunes, it will help reach so many more people. And if you have any topics or questions you would like me to feature, please send them to support at PadmaAli.com. And lastly, please share your takeaways and breakthroughs with me on Instagram at PadmaAli. Thank you so much for tuning in. 